down the far side, got a man open in the end zone. Stills grabs a touchdown. Kenny Stills, what a pair of hands. Lehman showing blitz. There's the blitz. Yesterday, man, they're scared. Damn scared. They're scared, and that's not to our advantage. You have to get a scared man, scared team. Super job, you're a champion, undisputed champion. All right, everybody, welcome to the Bud, Barry, Bob, and Beer podcast. I am your host for the evening, Kamir Morabian, and I am joined by two amazing people, Jack Shields and Chisholm Holland. Jack, it's been a minute. Uh, how are you? I'm not too bad just working, trying to not get killed by the weather here. Um, it feels like every other day there's some kind of a big gust of wind that blows over everyone's trash cans, and we're just kind of thankful that it doesn't cause you know, roof damage to everybody. So, yeah, just kind of you know getting through uh, springtime in Oklahoma. So. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the constant crises, especially – I mean, like there, there's even a uh, Super Regional softball game that was That's delayed right. in Oklahoma City currently being played while the NBA Finals are on. So I'm sure the ratings uh, between those two are evenly split, uh, as, as one would suggest. And uh, another, the other person I mentioned, Chisholm. Chisholm Holland, how are you? Doing good, brother. How are you, man? I'm, I'm just hanging out. It, it was a normal what? It was a normal Thursday for a teacher that no longer has children in his classroom, mm. and I, uh, I, I, I just had to look at my watch a couple times a day. I forgot what time it was and what day it was. So, what a great problem to have. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good problem until the end of summer. Then you have to reprogram yourself if you're not going to like other meetings or yada yada. So, it's a, uh, it's a good time, but. For the for the folks listening, I've I've concocted a version of Jeopardy that you know I, I looked at random coaches, stats, all kinds of other things that Jack and Chisholm Stephen couldn't make it to uh, to us today to I podcast as need well. To inter- interject very quickly. Um, we oh. do have our third contestant, uh-huh. Penny dropping by real quick i am sending him the link right now actually oh very nice a live oh. drop in mm-hmm. live a live drop, drop in. in for a, a live podcast it's live now but when you hear it it won't be live it'll have happened in the past oh that's very interesting Let's see what we've got here well hold I up mean, programming oh, oh. on the fly oh. we've we've got a, we've got a board set and so for the folks that are going to be watching on youtube I'm just going to go ahead and add this board to the stream because we've got that and we've got the way some... this is on YouTube now. Oh yeah. We're going to, Oh we're, my gosh. No. And then we've got, you know, we got now I know why Jack's background is blurred out. Someone should have let me know. So it's okay. It's okay. Oh, there's no shame. There's no shame. Welcome to the basement. Well, my background's blurred out because there's, a guest bedroom door right here. Sure. You can still see it. Sure. It's sure. pretty unsightly, but uh, anyway, the blurring is necessary. And, you know, if if your wife walks in to yell at you, she'll be blurred. So There's it's a non-zero good. chance of that happening. Right. So it's it's, that's actually one of the Jeopardy boards. It's on there. Will Jack's wife yell at him? Yeah. On the pod. What would be the betting odds on that if we had to, if we had to, if we put there? 
I think Jack has to set the line, and then we have to make. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Mm, so <laughs> she'll be coming home from a full day of work, like from this morning until now. So, um, I I'm not gonna quite put it at fifty percent because she knows I'm recording, but I'd, I'd say above twenty five percent. Um, okay. do you want a? Uh... Uh, I'll take the over on that. Thank you. I uh, do you want a little thunder breaking news? Yeah, I mean, I like thunder breaking news. I guess uh, Poku just broke his arm. What? Gosh, <laughs> it looks like Poku broke his arm. Let me tell you. Let me see if I can figure out what bone it is. The the small the right one? humerus fracture sustained in a uh, a workout yesterday. I'm sure Stephen will be very disappointed to hear that. Um, he was a who is a known Poku hater. Um, <laughs> of which there are many and uh that he's he's got long arms man he's got he no meat on those arms. things he does have long arms i can confirm yeah so there you go broken arm for foco well while we're waiting on alan to set up let's talk about other things right now sure so the sooners are still it, it is may it is oh it's june uh right june 1st and Oklahoma is still looking at transfer portal targets as we speak. We got people on campus, DeJon Terry from Tennessee, who would be an instant take at defensive line. You probably start him in the middle already. He's, you know, 6'4", 321. Looking at another guy in Philip Pay uh, from Utah State, he seems more like a depth guy. 6'4", though, 305 pounds. Again, huge defensive lineman that Brent is used to having in his system. Uh, Isaiah Coe is like six foot one, six foot. And then you also have Josh Wallace, who's a defensive back from UMass. Uh, he's six foot 190, but also holds uh, transfer portal offers from Penn State and Michigan. And so, like, when we take a look at this, I mean, what does this suggest other than A, they're trying to get bodies in the door, and B, they are anticipating that they will need more defensive line help than they anticipated as well. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, I, I think the defensive line is obviously the priority uh, for Brent Venables and kind of what they want to do. Uh, last year they had everything but depth. You know, they had a whole lot of guys who were playing, you know, I'd say below average uh, football and they, and they've done their best to address that. The, uh, the thing I, w- I keep reminding people about all of this is like, I saw the same thing from Bothroyd in the spring game that everybody else did. But at the end of the day, um, you know, one guy does not solve a problem. Two guys don't solve a problem. Um, and you know, there's going to be injuries and there's going to be stretches where those guys aren't available. And then all of a sudden, you know, against, I don't know, pick a team TCU or BYU or whoever it's Reggie Grimes again. Right. And, and like that was an up and down roller coaster a year ago. If you add more depth, you give yourself more chances, right? More swings at the bat. It's, you know, it's just like a draft thing. Uh, you want to take as many cracks at it as you can. And I, I think that Brent has been incredibly clear that when it comes to defensive linemen and offensive linemen, as many swings as they can take. They're going to take and just if, if it ends up being a depth piece, great. Or if it's someone who turns out to be something more than that, you know, a year from now, two years from now, or even this season, uh, they'll be pleasantly surprised. Sure. And what's interesting is that, you know, the, these are these are seasoned vets uh, for the most part in Wallace um, uh, and not necessarily Terry and uh, pay who's, who has like one year left. I think these are seasoned vets. These aren't guys that, or like your Desan McCullough's who had yeah. one season and they left. These are dudes that are plugging holes. And again, 
Oklahoma is seemingly finding more and more vets as the, as the season, I guess, continues. Um, they're even looking at junior colleges and Juco guys uh, at defensive end and various other positions still, um, Jack, for that kind of evaluation to continue for this team, that they are constantly looking, even at the JUCO ranks and not even past the university, uh, you know, FBS ranks, FCS ranks as well, they're looking at JUCOs even still now for the impending summer that's for this next season, this upcoming season. What does that maybe tell you? Well, I'm glad to see that happen a little bit as well because there are so many promising prospects at the JUCO ranks and have been for, you know, several decades. And, True. you know, whenever the transfer portal era kind of opened up and then you had immediate eligibility coming, you kind of had to wonder, you know, what's what are the opportunities going to be for some of these guys who are maybe higher risk uh, than some of the other, you know, uh, straight out of high school or transfer portal guys are concerned. You know, where uh, – where are these guys going to be able to find their homes? But, you know, the reality is there are still going to be so many people who are in that situation and who are really, you know, deserving of a shot. So, I mean, uh, you know, looking to that area, I mean, it can never hurt. I mean, I think it's perfectly fine. I think uh, if you find the right guy, you know, with the right amount of upside, then I, I see no problem with it whatsoever. How much has the transfer portal in particular really hurt Juco guys. I mean, what do you, I, I, I'm not coming to Chisholm or Jack first. Like, what do you guys just think on that? Because we've got to imagine there are so many individuals, probably not, of course, there's, they're probably not hundreds, but you've definitely got your guys that they just didn't have the grades uh, coming out of high school and they go to Juco, but a university, depending upon the staff, I suppose, is willing to look at transfer portal guys first and then look at Juco guys second, if that's a priority to them. And so what does it suggest about Juco's? Do, do we think that there are a lot of, a lot of hidden gems that will just end up randomly in the NFL one day because they never really got a shot because the transfer portal and Tate Mortel transferring like seven times. Uh, For me, I, Tay Martell is always just a hilarious name to bring up. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, as far as the JUCO stuff goes, I I think there are a lot of players who are likely going to end up at smaller schools. Uh, To your point, right? Like uh, Oklahoma and Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan State and all these schools are going to be able to kind of pick from the tier below. And when they're deciding between a JUCO player and a player who's already played Division I football, you know, likely has something on tape, you're like, okay, well, we know this guy can at least play at this level player B who's been in Juco we're not entirely sure feels like more of a risk I think those guys are actually gonna get passed down down to you know the Oklahoma States the Kansas States the TCUs mm-hmm. of the world uh and I so if you want to make the case that like maybe Juco guys find themselves more in that second tier as opposed to getting cracks you know at the very very tippy top of college football I'd buy into that but I still think there's gonna be spots for them man like uh Oklahoma State would take any Juco offensive lineman who had a pulse right now right like TC would take any JUCO secondary member that they that you know look sound look like they could play. I mean, there's gonna be schools who are desperate. I just think it might be like not as many making the jump up to the very top. I think there's gonna be a whole bunch of guys kind of sandwiched in that middle or lower tier at Division One. I mean, DD Westbrook, uh, Hollywood, uh, you know, these are dudes that came from JUCOs. They didn't transfer in from another place. And like, of course. It's easy to say that, you know, when they're making big dollars, one makes big dollars in the NFL, the other goes to the Heisman Trophy ceremony and, uh, you know, wins an award. It's 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 interesting to think about. These are the kinds of guys that were in the JUCO uh, 
prospects just because they couldn't make their grades necessarily the first time around. Uh, and that, but that doesn't also necessarily mean that that'll be the case further down the road that that will change. However, I think about like, like what you said, uh, Chisholm, the lower tier, I suppose, programs will be more likely to go shopping in those Juco routes, which I think will be, I don't know, have a lot of fruit to bear for them uh, because of the transfer portal. I mean, heck, anybody from Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Oklahoma, Texas gets in the portal, you have instantly all these prestigious Power 5 offers immediately. I mean, Jacob Lacey, who's the guy that maybe people have had questions about, and that's another reason why you bring in DeJon Terry and uh, Philip Pay, and uh, because he's from Notre Dame, he had several offers. And suddenly you have other guys, though, like the Isaiah Coes. You have the uh, oh, Josh Ellison's of the world that come from Juco's that got their shots early. And that actually will probably still play over a guy that has transferred from a prestigious university at four stars. Um, and so it's, it's, it's just really interesting to think about that. And let's so let's lean into the. SEC while we're still at it uh, as far as recruiting. I'm to interrupt you concerned. real quick, Kamiar. Uh, sure. Alan is trying to enter the room. Are you able to let him in right now? Oh, <laughs> there he is. Right. Hey, there he is. Hey, how's it going? Hey, pretty good, man. How are you doing? It's going. We are we are, we are live. Alan, you dropped in from a yeah, helicopter. And, <laughs> and and you got some good, we've got some good stuff going on right before some trivia, which is good stuff um now it's a yeah now now we'll see what happens i know i know alan has a very 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 uh massive brain his his brain is not smooth <laughs> therefore uh these random factoids might be up uh alan's alley jack is very uh inclined for trivia chisholm self-admittedly comedic, uh, comedic relief bro i'm bringing the comedic yeah. relief that's what it's i'm gonna here. be really sad uh steven's name is on the board he was supposed to be here it's gonna be really sad if he wins without being here i we really can't have that happen. Yeah, that's true. So that needs to be the goal it's true tonight. don't let steven win without showing up and so what we were just about to talk about uh right after some recruiting stuff looking at ou's defensive line in particular as far as the guys oklahoma's uh, was talking to um and alan since you just dropped in Let's talk about Oklahoma's move to the SEC. Uh, we talked, we touched on it just a little bit last week. And um, Jack, you're mentioning the scheduling of the SEC, yeah? Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, I mean, I I find it a little interesting. They're using this one-year stop. Yeah, if I get it from a scheduling perspective, I mean, sure. these SEC schools have four non-conference games scheduled uh, already for 2024. They don't want to mess with that or anything like that. I completely get that for uh, 2024 and that, you know, one-year stop gap. Uh, in the future, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do move to nine, maybe as soon as 2025, unless they do like a home-and-home home switch back in 2025 and then start it in 2026 or something like that. But, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, interesting from a scheduling perspective because OU needs to fill that right now. They've been playing nine conference games, sure. of course. They've got, a, I believe it's a Temple and Tulane right now out of conference in 2024. And then, you know, they've got to find one, I guess, Power 5 opponent uh, coming up. And, you know, Rutgers is one of the options. Northwestern's one of the options. Uh, <laughs> theoretically, God Rutgers. God theoretically TCU is one of the options. Uh, they have an option right there. But uh, You could add another you know, Texas we'll, school we'll, in there we'll that's a little bit north. There. So, yeah, we'll uh, 
a lot of intriguing options right there. But yeah, I'm, I'm just ready for all of this to be over. I guess they're announcing the matchups on the mm-hmm. 14th and then announcing the actual schedule in September, if I'm not mistaken. Alan, is that your understanding? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I've been kind of scrambling. I, I just kind of caught the uh, details later in the day. That that sounds right, you know. Um, and like you mentioned, Jack, looking at it now, he's got to find two games uh, to fill in that 2024 schedule. Assuming they'll get one kind of, you know, paycheck game against an FCS school, they'll probably take take over. But then, you know, funny enough, you mentioned TCU, another one that has an opening on that day, that's a power five school on one of the days it's open, pardon me for OU would be uh Houston. <laughs> so you could maybe arrange something with uh, the Cougs seeing as uh, OU does not get them in uh, their Houston's debut season in the big 12. Something to think about. Maybe I, I know it brings up back a lot of bad memories for people, but maybe a neutral site game there at uh, NRG or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the Cougars. Uh, yeah. I, I've been like burned that. on that before. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. That, so, yeah. We'll, we'll see on that, but yeah, bring them to Norman. If they want to come, I guess they came in uh, 2019. Maybe they'll come back. Who knows? And, and Chisholm, do you think that, I mean, what do you think ultimately happens in all this brouhaha? I mean, I mean there's 16 teams in the sec now, mm-hmm. Uh, do do they slot to an eight game and four plus four schedule, or do you think it ultimately becomes because of the amount of teams in this in there in the league? It's a nine and three. What do you think ultimately actually happens? Uh, I, I think they're gonna weigh all their options and weigh, weigh their options. I mean, they're gonna be like, okay, ESPN, if we did nine conference games, how much would you pay? Right, right. if we did eight conference exactly. games, how much would you pay? And they're gonna take a vote. I, I, I think that it's all of these decisions generally are that simple uh, about how much money they can get on a per year basis to maximize their value. So I see that's what it's going to come down to. I, I'm sure ESPN is interested in more SEC teams playing SEC teams because they mm-hmm. generate great ratings. Uh, so if I had to guess, I bet they end up on the nine game thing. And then we hear coaches complain about it and athletic directors build new buildings. I feel like that is more than fair. That's what I was saying the entire time, which is what makes the most money? SEC teams against SEC teams or maybe a rivalry yeah. game. Like again, like Jack mentioned, like Oklahoma could real school play like an, an out, of, out of conference opponent. That's a familiar like foe. Rutgers rivalry with Rutgers. Yeah. Let's get that Rutgers. Um, somebody like somebody in Texas, you know, or maybe somebody in Oklahoma, maybe somebody else in Oklahoma, like Tulsa, you know, the other team. Uh, so just, the, just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but, We've got Alan here. We've got Chisholm here and Jack. I think I'm adding this to the stream. We got to set forward, folks. I I was able to man- manipulate the names. And Alan, before you got here, we already took a coin flip as far as the thing. Should I spin the spinner again? It's, it'd be fair to spin it again. I think we're gonna spin the spinner again. Hold on and see who goes first. The first time it was Jack, but you know the second time we'll figure it out. There has to be some music playing while you spin it. Da, 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the over yeah. music. So oh. uh, it is. They, okay. I, it is right, still Jack. Jack, okay. you are still the the first to go. And let's say the let's say these are the ground rules. What we're going to do if Jack just sweeps the board. He just never misses. And we just it's just 20 minutes of Jack answering questions and no one else is involved. I wouldn't hate it. So I mean, that's that's the thing. If you get a, if you get to, if you respond and it's on your turn, you will get the points and you have the opportunity to uh, take a, 
you have the opportunity to take a chance at a second question. After your second question, it will go on to the very next person. So in line, um, I have currently, it looks like on the board, as it shook out, not just only like in a wheel, but in line item, I have Jack, Chisholm, and Allen. And so that will be the uh, the order in which we go. But per Jeopardy, Jeopardy you know, rules, if you miss a question, you lose that amount of points. And, uh, you know, if... Uh, if you lose that points, then we will go and see, A, does anybody even want to answer this question? I think that's maybe the best to go because I can only see the board right now. Uh, I can't see your faces. And um, then we'll go from there as far as seeing who wants to even answer this question, if possible, because there's the possibility you'll gain points, but also the possibility you lose 400 points. So, Jack, the board is here. We've got coaches, stats, performances, All-Americans, and just random. Uh, one through 500 each. And this, is just, this is OU trivia all time. OU football trivia all time. God. Here we go. Give me coaches for 100. Coaches for 100. Okay. We'll, let's see. Lincoln Riley. <laughs> oh, God. It's coach okay, number the 47-game win streak. Yes, Do I have to buzz in or is this Jacks? No, it's it's Jacks. Yeah, okay. so 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 Bud Wilkinson. So yeah, Jack will get the points. Uh, I mean, you know, forty seven is impressive, but you know, so is fifty. So so is forty nine. So uh, I mean, not, well, not saying anything about Patty right now. Yeah, not, not saying about not anything uh, about Bud Wilkinson and his status with Patty, but uh, you know, she's uh, she they keep on winning. So Jack, right, you have the, the board. Two hundred. Oh, all right, good for two hundred. The king was notorious for wearing what piece of clothing for swagger? His oh, a fur coat. Fur coat. You got it. You got it, buddy. There we go. Pretty simple, pretty easy. Handing out $100 bills to wherever campuses he actually went to. Um, you know, that's that's what he was known for. So, so Chisholm, in line item, you are next in line. I feel like I'm going to be set up. I knew both of those obvious answers, and now whatever question I reveal... There's no shot. I have any clue. You know what I mean? I, there's, there's some softballs in I, here. No, I think you're setting me up. I think this is a long play. Uh, give me, let me do random for a hundred. Let's see what the random is. I want to know what random is. Random for what? I accidentally unplugged 100. my headphones. Oh, I, I only want right. to lose a hundred points. That's my goal. All right. So Bob Stoops transcended 2000 year. What team did they play against in the bowl game a year prior in 1999? What team did they play? Uh, I'm going to go with Notre Dame, Bob. Oh, no. Man. What a shame. It's not. Uh, so, line item would next would, would be Allen. Okay. Allen, would you like to steal, or are you good? No, I'll steal. It's uh, it's Ole Miss. It is indeed Ole Miss. In the Liberty Bowl. In the Liberty Bowl. No, it's the Independence Bowl. Oh really? Independent. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And I even spelled yeah, it wrong. Liberty Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So wait, I was, does I our host lose a hundred points? How does that work? <laughs> say say that again. So does our host lose a hundred points? Are you tied with me now in last, even though you're not playing? Hey, I got the team. The question was about the team, not yeah. necessarily the bowl. Okay. But fair enough. It was <laughs> not. There was. I I I think I wrote down the Liberty Bowl or Liberty Bowl, if you will, because the Liberty Bell was on the Independence Bowls. Um, uh, emblem or whatever, sure. so that's probably why I wrote that. That might sure. be true. 
we'll, and so here's where the caveat is now is that Allen just technically took what Chisholm's question is. Yep. Allen has a chance to answer two questions straight in a row now to capitalize upon that. So Allen, the board is yours. All right. I'm going to do the uh, James Holtz hour here. I'll say all Americans <laughs> for 500. All Americans for 500. You know, that's one of my favorites. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great. It's a great one. The last safety to be named all a consensus, all American for the Sooners. I'll say um, Roy Williams. That would be wrong. Uh, Jack or Chisholm, do you want to steal this? I did. I did. I did a deep dive. I did a deep dive. Consensus is the issue. I did a deep Um, dive and looked at a lot of stats today and a lot of information. So I, I know the last all American, um, but I, I just don't think he's a consensus because you've got to be three of the five. I mean, you don't you don't have to answer if you don't want to. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm good. Chisholm, would you like to uh, weigh in? No, I'm not in last. Why would I? Why would I suddenly put <laughs> myself in last? Hey, you know, you, you get a swing for the fences. You know, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, thank you. Okay, it's actually Quentin Carter in 2010. There, oh. gotcha. I see. I didn't know he was consensus. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, okay. I figured. Yeah, I remember him being on one or two. I didn't know he was yeah. on three. That's gotcha. yeah, you know, Denver Bronco for for quite a minute. So good for him. So well, now Jack, this board turns right back over to you. What are you choosing? I'll go coaches for three. Coaches for oh, oh you're are you one of the those Jeopardy players Worked that just line. goes yeah. one hundred all the way down and leaves the That's bombs me. for the for the later ones? Okay, that is me. So coaches for three. So this coach educated at KU and coached near the turn of the twentieth century. He's notorious around facilities and could only throw the ball with one arm. That would be Benny Owen. It would be Benny Owen, and the also and it, it Owens it used to be Owen Stadium. Used to be Owen Field, and now it's Owen Field Owen in the historic Field. stadium. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. And just, so Benny yeah. Owen, testament to him. And now you have a second chance at a second question. Jack, Jack is currently leading six hundred. Chisholm in second place with negative one hundred, and Allen the all-time upset. Allen did swing for the fences. This is basically uh, TCU and the Natty. This makes no sense. No one knows what yeah, to do. You know what happens? Allen did swing for the fences the first time, but there's plenty of time to catch up, folks. Jack, what is your second opportunity? Coaches for four hundred. All right, let's see. Which coaches replaced Bud, Barry, and Bob right um, after? Bud was replaced by Gomer Jones. What a great name. Yeah. Uh, Barry was replaced by Gary Gibbs, and Bob was replaced by Lincoln Riley. I thought I would get people with the Gomer Jones. Gomer Jones, yeah. Wow. Jack, like, do you have a photographic memory? <laughs> I have... Uh, I mean, I have a lot of useless information up here. I'm going to go get some toothpicks from my kitchen, and we're going to see if Jack can count them on stream. <laughs> yeah, straight Don't up. Do that. Just, just dump them out real quick. You know, yeah, Gomer Jones, that that's the one. Gary Gibbs is a given, um, and then Lincoln Riley is also very much a given. Um, old Gary Gibbs, I guess, is a given, depending upon what your age range is uh, for, for, for those folks. So, all right, Chisholm, hey, second place, not so bad. Yeah. Uh, give me performances for 100, Bob. All right, performance for 100. Thank you. This player threw for t- seven touchdowns against a familiar foe. Uh, Baker? 
It is Baker Mayfield Look against me. Texas. Back to Tech. zero. Look at I'm you. Back to zero. Even. Look at you. Not defaulting on anything like maybe this country, but who knows, man? <laughs> it always is possible. And now that being said, you get another shot at a different question. Uh, am I still not in last place? You're you are in second place. I'm gonna pass. Thank you. You you don't you don't want to go for a second no, question? No, because wow. I was, oh, wait, you're saying the, the correct thing is if I get this one wrong, I lose the points yeah, you, I just yeah, got. Correct? You can't pass. Yeah, you you uh, you, you can, can always pass. pass if someone else got it wrong. No, wait, sorry. Just so you I understand the rules, I got the first one correct. Mm-hmm. If I you, get the second one incorrect, I lose the first question's points. Correct? No, no. Oh, you okay, you, you retain those points. Yeah, yeah. You re- you yeah. I thought it was like a building risk thing. Nope. Okay. 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 Let's do performances for two. All right, performances for two. There are four players tied for receptions in a game total. Name at least three of them. Uh, Thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to do Broyles, Westbrook. Um, Yeah, you're right. Not thinking too hard is definitely the, uh, the tough part here. What about like Sterling Shepard? How close are we here, Bob? All right. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. All right. So it's you're you're pretty close. Close I, in the ballpark. I, you're 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 wrong. You're you're pretty yeah. close. I'll take close. It's a win for me. Alan, would you like to steal? Sure, I'll give it a shot here. I'll All say right. I'll say Broyles, uh, Mark Clayton, and last. I will say, um, I'll say Westbrook. Allen also with the rare L. Okay, Jack, this is, you know, if, if this is your opportunity to shine, if you would like to say useless information that you still have stored in your photographic, I'm getting like, if you, if you choose to answer this question and then you get it right, I'm gonna have the 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 scene of Zach Galifianakis in the um, oh what's that the, the Hangover when he's counting cards. That's that would be my the the vision I'm getting right now. So if you if you if you want to go for it, I, I've got a big enough lead. I'll go for it. Um, let's see here. I've got to think a second. Um, I will go Ryan Broyles. Um, I mean, he was the NCAA's all-time receptions leader for a hot minute. So. Wouldn't it be amazing if he wasn't one of the four? Right. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's got to be one of them. Uh, oh, Broyles. Um, I'm going to go – tell you what, I'm going to go Joaquin Iglesias. Mm-hmm. That's the other one I wrestled with. That's interesting. Um, for the second one, I tell you what, a guy who had a ton of receptions who people don't think of because of his position – Quentin Griffin. Oh, that's go fun. Quentin Griffin. Well, Jack loses the points. They're wow. actually Brian Broyles, Shep, Jalen Saunders, and wow. Justin Brown's oh the gosh. Penn State transfer with 15. Justin Brown. Wait, okay. he caught 15 passes in a game one time? In a game. That's cr- Justin Brown did. Yes. Oh, my God. I just went through all the stats on Sooner stats and Sooner sports. It was, uh, I was pretty impressed myself, actually. If the entire game was for me, Jack, and Alan to sit here and name those four players, and like that was the whole podcast where we were just naming Pascat, how long before we got to Justin Brown? You know, that's the thing. Like, I knew people might choose Broyles and Shep. Yeah. 
I don't think there was anybody that was going to choose to Justin Brown. Uh, but the Jalen Saunders thing, man, you have to really be in on that one yeah. as well. But the Justin Brown one's a totally one offer because he played just, you know, like what right. one season Jalen Saunders played like what season and a half too, something like that. I think Justin one. Brown, yeah, just one season. And then Saunders yeah. a season and a half. Because yeah. Saunders came on yeah. late. After Hold it, wait. Game. Did I get two and everybody else got one? Think so. No, we have yeah. two. <laughs> no, yes. I got yeah. that too. All right. Well, it is now that was Chisholm's question, yes. That was yes. So now does it back to Alan? So now the score is Jack eight hundred, Chisholm is negative two hundred, and Alan is negative six hundred in third place. So Whew. the board is yours, sir. All right. Well, I gotta catch back up. So let's do performances for five hundred. Oh god. Right. Oh man, he's aggressive. You know, Alan swings for the fences, you know. This player is friend and foe for some, owns the record for the amount of INTs over his career. Career record for Oklahoma University. Wow. Um, friend and foe. For... I'll say JT Thatcher. Oh, that's a nice guess. But unfortunately, but not, <laughs> not correct. Yeah. Uh, Jack, would you like to try to steal this one? That is Daryl Royal. Is oh, Daryl wow. Royal? I oh god. On man. the name of the stadium of the Texas Longhorns, this man holds the career Oklahoma University record for interceptions. Isn't that wild? That wild. is wild. They just started passing the ball, and he was, was like, "I guess say, I should go yeah. catch it." <laughs> yeah, like how many passes were even thrown in games when he was playing? Like eight, and he was like, "Well, I think quarterbacks that one just had there. like a twenty-five percent completion percentage back in the day. They didn't. The offenses just were not. There was just no polish whatsoever to offense wow. back then. I guess. <laughs> like that's when it went down. I think quarterbacks were just chucking the ball and not. There's like no science to throwing the ball whatsoever. They're just like trying to get it from A to B, no matter what it looked I think like. The ball's probably shaped a little bit differently back then too. True. True. Yeah. I know the whole way. There's a, the guy who's had the most interceptions in a game in the NFL was like in like the 50s. And like his gimmick was is that he was stealing forward laterals. Like he could shoot through the line of scrimmage and like steal forward like little flip passes. Yep. And like that's how he broke the record for most interceptions in a game. It wasn't like, you know, stuff on the outside. Sure. It was all like right at the line of scrimmage. Maybe that's what I keep on envisioning is that he's stealing laterals. That's yeah. what I kept on envisioning as far as what was happening there. I was not willing to go back and watch film of Daryl K. K. Royal if I could even find it to see how he got that many interceptions. But Jack, you know, the board is yours for two questions if you would like them. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, By the way, that guy had 14 interceptions in an eight-game season. In one game, he had five interceptions. Woo! Bananas. <laughs> I'll go uh, coaches for five. Coaches for five. Which coach has the lowest winning percentage in OU football history currently? The lowest. Percentage? I, th I think it is Gomer Jones. You would be wrong. Ooh. Mm. Does anybody Chisholm? Would you like to touch this? I have a guess, but no, I do not want to touch it. Strategy this time. I'm going to say no for strategy because 500 points is a lot. It, it is a lot. Alan, Alan, would you like Alan? Would you like to touch this one? <laughs> I'll say John Blake. Yeah, that's my guess. It is John Blake. Oh. Chisholm, you would have been in the positive. Dang it. You Dang get it. 300 points right now. 
it is John Blake. Uh, man, he, uh, you know, you know, there's a, there's a lot of memories wrapped up in that, especially that precede the Stoops era. But yes, it is John Blake uh, right before they peaked um, uh, with that same, most of the same roster, honestly, the year after in 99 and 2000. So yeah, Allen's back in the game. And subsequently, though, it was Jack's question. The board does indeed actually go back to Chisholm instead of Allen, despite the fact that Allen took that question. So Chisholm, is there a board? I'm interested. In, I'm, I'm, I'm curious what stats are going to look like when we get there as opposed to performances. Let's do performances for 300. All right. So with how many yards oh, specifically did Samaje P. Ryan break the single game rushing record? No matter what number I say here, I'm going to look stupid. No matter what it is. Um, every Oklahoma fan is going to know this to the T, and I'm just not going to know that. Um, I'm going to say 234. Unfortunately, that is not the correct answer. Uh, Allen, damn, man, that I don't even know if that <laughs> on was the, the number was, on the nose. That's a lot, man. I don't even know that was, I don't even know what the original single game record was. But Wisconsin fans Whoa. were very unhappy with this. Yeah, I was going to say it was set by Ron it was Dane, only, yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. It was set by another running back. Oh, yeah, not the one before. Yeah. Oh, so, gosh. Alan, would you like to take a shot this one? <laughs> yeah, I was way off. I, gosh. I mean, asking for the exact number, I think I know it, but I'll, I'll go. I'm going to go ahead and take a shot. Sure. Okay. 427. It is 427. And Wisconsin fans, yes, we're indeed very upset that because like it was an Kansas. football number. <laughs> yeah, you like just, the record I set with my QB when I was running the speed option or something. Just it was spamming. Kansas. It was it was everything. Kansas. So <laughs> yeah. And that and that was the that was the main reason why all the Wisconsin fans were so upset about it. They're like, it's Kansas, Oklahoma. They're just like, even though they're playing with a second group of offensive linemen, Samaji Piran by that time had already gotten like three hundred yards. They're like, well, might as well keep going until he gets the record, and well, he did. So sorry, sorry, Wisconsin fans, the record will, will stay for a very long time. But so, Allen, you just stole that, and now it is your time for. Maybe two questions, possibly. Sorry, a pause. I need to know if I just made money. Jack, did your wife come in? No, she texted me <sighs> reminding me that I had to do something, and I did not want to hit the over on that uh, percentage that we went oh, with earlier. So. I was going to cash in. There, I had my you ticket know, I, ready. I, th I thought about it. Chisholm, I thought about it, you know? I, I, I saw thought, that I camera turn off, maybe, and I was like, oh, baby. I said, oh, no, maybe there was some yelling in the background yeah. or no, something not, like not that. Not yet, but the night is young. Yeah, the night yeah. is young. All right, Alan, it's your board. What do you want? Mm, performances for 400. All right. So there are three players tied for receiving touchdowns in a game. Name all two of uh, – name two of three, not all two of three. Again, all two my, of three. I was watching a softball game while putting this Jeopardy game together with all this information. Excuse my bad grammar. But, yeah, what are the three – what are two of the three players – that are tied for receiving touchdowns in a game. All right. Or as far as the most. Okay. Most receiving uh, tied for receiving. Okay. Name two of the three. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say for one, I will say 
Um, I will say Broyles, and I will say Clayton. Ooh, that is incorrect. Oh, man. Okay. Jack, do you have any inclination to go after this question? I think I'm going to get this one, Jack. So I would be careful. I actually feel vaguely confident about this one. The one question all night. Ooh. I am going to go broils for one of them. Hmm. And for the other. Ooh, let's see here. Uh, Jermaine Gresham. All right. Well, that is also incorrect. Let's climb closer to zero. Kenny Stills is one of them because I I can't believe it's Kenny Stills. Every time I see that stat, I'm like, oh my God, it's Kenny Stills. Okay. And then is it Didi? Unfortunately, it's also incorrect. And you know, what's interesting is that many of you named at least one of these people. Trent Smith, Jermaine Gresham, and Kenny Stills with four uh, each. The Kenny Stills one was a sneaky one, Chisholm. Very nice. Every time they show that stat, I just cannot believe Kenny Stills caught that many touchdowns in a game. Every time. Jermaine well, Gresham. Was, was it all West I Virginia? Could, I believe I think, so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. All I can remember is drafting him in fantasy and being so disappointed over and over and over again. It's like, but that guy caught a bazillion touchdowns in college. Unbelievable. Yeah, Trent Trent Smith, a throwback to the early two thousands, if you will. Now he's now now he's on the sideline. Does he work for like the Sooner Sports in some capacity, or is that over? No idea. I'm not sure. I haven't seen seen seen, maybe or he was like on the radio call or something like that. It's really intriguing. Anyways, also, how did Westbrook not have four touchdowns in that Texas Tech game? That's that's the big they, they there was some of them were going to Joe Mixon. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot of Joe yeah. Mixon. Happening. I almost said Mixon. But I was like, it's got to be in that Texas Tech game. It has to be. So that's why I just went with Westbrook. What a lot shot. of Joe Mixon going on in that Texas Tech game. Um, who chose the board on that one? Uh, that was me. All right. So looks like we're Jack. You know, the board is you. Let's go. Oh, got him in last. Good. This is why I don't guess at things. What, 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 what's your selection, Jack? Stats for 100. Stats for 100. All right. We'll see what's that in the stats. He owns a single-season passing yards record. That is Landry Jones, correct? It is Landry mm-hmm. Jones. Single-season passing yards record. So let's bat that there. All right. That earlier question that started friend or foe, like I didn't know where it was going. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Landry Jones. <laughs> oh, you know. The, pe- the people are polarized on yeah. the the interesting saga of Landry Jones' career. That is that is very true. Jack, Jack, what is what is your what is your second one? What's your second choice? Two hundred. All right, let's keep on going. He has the single season most passing yards. That is also Landry Jones. It's incorrect. No. Not for career, but passing a single season, not so much. Chisholm or Allen, would you like to uh, take a take a shot at this one? Yeah, and I'll do Baker. That would also be incorrect. Oh, wow. Okay, Allen. Single season passing yards, um, hitting on a lot of big names so far. Yeah, um, I will say Sam Bradford. 
The Sam Bradbury edges edges Landry by two Two. yards. What a stat. Single season, Sam Bradford edges Landry by two yards. But to Jack, to your credit, Landry Jones does own the actual record for career and all that good fancy stuff. Um, It looks like it is Chisholm's board right now. Uh, Let's do random for two. Random for two. I like random. Which former OU coach has the most wins in program history? Sorry, wins at Oklahoma or total wins? Uh, wins at Oklahoma. Uh, I assume it's Bud. That would be incorrect. Mm, what a shame. Uh, I will answer. It is Bob Stoops. It is indeed Bobby Stoops. There you go. Stoopsy. Good old Robert. I think he also has the current record for wins in the XFL. I think that's actually true. I believe you he know, does. Yeah. They win the they win the title at five and six, I think. <laughs> so good that, for him. I didn't actually know that they were below five hundred and they won the title. Yeah. Yes, they were five and six playing, and they were like, "Doesn't matter, guys. Look, it's amazing. Five and six. They finished the season at five hundred, winning a title. Great, beautiful. And so. Now, Alan, you have a chance to go on a three-answer streak if you would like. Right. But right. we'll also see if you keep on going for 500s and seeing what that happens. So let's see. Let's see. Let's go. All right. I'm going to say let's do – I'm going to do All-Americans for 100. All right. All-Americans for 100. The first family to earn unanimous All-American honors. The first family. Um, that would be uh, the Selman family. That would indeed be – the Selman brothers. That is definitely correct. And we turn to the board for Alan's second question because he stole that first one. Okay. Uh, let's hit random for 300. Rando for 300. Coaching more than five seasons. That is the threshold. Which OU coach has the highest winning percentage? Coaching more than five seasons. Lincoln Riley. It is not Lincoln Riley. Jack and or Chisholm, would you like to steal? Jack would go be able to go first, yeah? It's Barry. It is Barry Switzer <sighs> with an 84% winning percentage. That's bonkers, especially with like, the times, I mean, of course, like Oklahoma, you know, if you lose like two games in a 10 game season, like back then still, it was like very frowned upon even today, but yeah, it's Barry Switzer, but Lincoln Riley, he, uh, he coached five years and came very close. So now we turn the stat back over to Jack. Where are we at? We have stats for 300. He owns a single game record for rushing touchdowns. Not yards. Quentin Griffin against Texas in 2000. It was Quentin Griffin with six in 2000. It was a beautiful sight to see. And one, it was, wasn't one of them where he picked up a fumble and just carried it in the end zone. No, that was, that was a couple of years later. Or is yeah. that two years later? Yeah. yeah with, H- with Hibble. That's right. So Jack, you got a second question to go. Oh, let's keep it going. 400. He owns a single game record for tackles in a game. That would be Kenneth Murray against Army. Kenneth Murray against Army, 28 tackles. 
that's either really really bad or really good uh yeah, you can't on, get him on the field you get a lot of chances yeah on, on, on paper it looks fantastic uh contextually when you understand the situation not fun really bad they almost lost to army that game on uh in on owen field uh you had to have a what the interception that was randomly thrown and picked off by who was it who was that interception picked off by? it was like a defensive lineman I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it Man? Was that his last Kenneth name? Man. Kenneth Man. Right. Okay, it was Kenneth Man. He had to intercept them because they were bleeding the clock down. Because I think OU got them what down to two their like two yard line, and they just drove the field on OU. And luckily, Oklahoma forced an interception and then actually won the game from there. Gosh, that that was horrific. And so I was watching that game at the Oklahoma City Fairgrounds uh-huh. uh, and like a vent, like a the Bennett event center. And some guy was like selling projectors. Yep. And so he had this really nice projector throwing up the game. And uh, after that 98 yard touchdown drive, somebody knocked over the projector, like slapped it. <laughs> and so no one could watch the rest of the game. <laughs> I mean, like which would have done better not watching that game and just hearing the score after, or just watching like letting that game happen to you, I suppose. Cause that, yeah. that's one of those games that you don't watch it. It just happens to you. Right. <laughs> I had my phone in my lap at a bot mitzvah. <laughs> were you trying to, were you just trying to keep your, your cool during, during the bot mitzvah? <laughs> yeah. It's like, Alan's getting real emotional over here. You know, like, <laughs> were you watching the game? Like watching like a video or just tell me you were watching the drive chart because that would have been way funnier. than oh, I actually, no, I actually had the feed going on oh, my okay. phone. And uh, yeah, watching it. So I just sat in my lap, uh, you know, and uh, enjoy the enjoy the evening, I guess. Uh, oh, m- many, many, uh, many things to make you forget that evening, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> uh, I don't even know who's next on the board. Was it so, Jack? Was that your question? That was that, that was yours, yeah. I, I did two of them, so yeah. So I think right. Chisholm sucked next. So, Chisholm, you are so for those we're tied are, with Jack, I'm tied with Jack. For those right. that are not uh, uh, going to view this on YouTube or anything, in first place is Jack. Jack mentioned beforehand, this is his niche. This is his niche. He <laughs> loves trivia. Jack's in first place with 1,300 points. Alan is in second place. Albeit, <laughs> I'll give Alan credit for being the big spender and the home run swinger that the Oklahoma softball team is. This man went after 500s immediately. Is only down negative 500. Chisholm. Self-admittedly, also on the other right. side of the spectrum from Jack said he is horrific at trivia, but we're here for all the funsies and laughs, and I'm having a good time. It's um, it's again, it's amazing. I'm tied with Jack, and like, uh, it's shout yeah. to Steven, who's in second place. Yes, yeah, Steven. Uh, Steven technically oh gosh, with zero yeah. points uh, is in <laughs> second place. He will be honored to to find that out. So Chisholm, you know, it is your board. You choose what you like. Uh, random for four, please. Land random for four. What year did the OU football program actually officially begin? I got this off the university website. A lot of this was off the university website. Yeah, it's going to be like early 1900s. Um, or I mean, maybe like really, really late in the 1800s. Because like Harvard and Yale or whatever, the first football game was like 18-something. Mm-hmm. So I assume... I don't even know Oklahoma was a Oklahoma wasn't even a state at that point. So it has to be okay, all the way. Let's do the let's do the centennial thing. Were they okay. playing college football before we were a state? I don't think so. Um I'm gonna say 1917. It's a great guess, but it is not the right one. Alan, do you have 
an answer or would you like to answer? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Jack is raising his hand with a smile on his face. Jack, what is your answer? That would be 1895. No way. It is 1895. Jack gets They're the... playing before they were a state? So yeah. there was a university before it was yep. a state. It was university mm. was 1890. Right. It was a land run. Yeah, I guess like I did playing football when you're not in an actual state. You know what? It's Oklahoma. We do I mean, and also <laughs> we have to consider like sure they start they started officially being their program. They were playing teams like Norman High and other high schools as well, not just other colleges or universities. That needs to be acknowledged. That's why it's 400 point question. So a win is a win. Okay. Oh, yeah, a win is a win. On, regardless man. if we're 20 year old men going up against 16 year olds at Norman high, you know, it, it's fine because that's what BYU does you know, with the 27 year olds wailing on 18 year old men. So, you know, it, you know, it happens, you know, uh, but Alan, it's your board. You've got a couple of your favorites, two 500s left, but you also <laughs> got some all Americans left. Yeah. Give me all Americans for, I'll do all Americans for 400. All right. I'm still tied with Jack, by the way, after that. <laughs> it, it is true. He is tied with Jack. We, we just, we're going to ignore the symbol in front of Chisholm's score. Uh, the last Sooner linebacker to be named consensus and unanimous All-American. Consensus and unanimous. Yes. Okay. I've got three in my head here. Mm-hmm. But this one... This you can cross off it? David Aguebu. It's not him. Uh, it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> um, all right. I will say um, Teddy Lehman. It is Teddy Lehman. Theodore right. Lehman in 2003. Look, you know, look at you go, Alan. Who were the other names in your head? Uh, Rocky Kalmus and Brian Bosworth. Ah. I thought maybe Lofton was one uh, floating around in some people's heads because he is the last one that people point to normally. He he had a lot of snubs that year. Yeah, yeah. He, wasn't, yeah. he wasn't even a, a Butkus finalist. I thought yeah. I thought Layman and Kalmus could trip some people up, um, and then Boz is kind of a given. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, Teddy Layman in two thousand three with track speed. By the way, uh, Alan, your second Indeed. question. Do you guys know oh. Teddy Lehman's high school track story? I don't. Tell us. Enlighten us, please. Uh, this is a great story from Teddy. Teddy obviously was huge in high school, running track, middle linebacker, biggest guy. On the, and anyway, his state his state meet his senior year. He was running against some kid who I guess was pretty quick. He uh, decided that he was going to dive from 15 yards away from the finish line. No. And that's how he won the state title in the 100-meter dash. He, he, he like Superman dove from like 15 feet out. My goodness, yeah. what a winner! What a yeah. winning mentality. That's yeah. an that's an Oklahoma linebacker if I ever heard one. If you ask him to tell you that story, it's a pretty epic story. It's good. That is a that is a Brent Venables Oklahoma guy Absolutely. I've ever freaking heard of one in my life. I love that story. Oh, that's our fans will definitely appreciate that. Alan, also, you know what? What, what what's your choice going on? Are you going to dive toward the finish line at 500 yeah. to beat? <laughs> Stats for 500. All right. He owns the career singles and season and single game sack record. Career, single season, and single game sack record. Mm-hmm. All of them. I will say... 
I'm going to say Obo Okoronkwo. Oh, it's a great guess, but it is not correct. Jack, would you be interested in taking a shot? I might as well. Um, <laughs> the arrogance. Yeah. I'm ahead enough mm-hmm. by you know by everybody. I might as well take a shot. But no, yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'm in Tax is three. tough. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm probably I'm ugh. it's not Bosworth, an easy one. Maybe it is not Brian Bosworth. Yeah. Chisholm, would you like to touch this one at the ten foot pole to stay even with Jack? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, let me do. Just kidding. You wouldn't stay even with Jack. You'd actually... no, no, no. I would actually go the other way. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna talk through this since I'm last. Yeah, sure. Dan Cody comes to mind. Mm. Ada kid. Yeah, I'm just trying. I yeah the. The combo of the career thing means that someone had it had to be someone who played a lot, right? Like it, you know, sure. obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody that maybe didn't uh, skip out on three years, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So it like yeah, Dan Cody, Cedric Jones. I'm gonna go with Dan Cody. Unfortunately, it was oh, Cedric it, Jones. Oh, you just said okay. his name. Gotcha. Oh my god. Oh, Chisholm. Oh. I, I was trying to think of people from like the 80s who would have played like four or five years. Yeah. My heart is broken. He oh. he said Dan Cody, Cedric Jones. I'm gonna go Dan Cody. Oh, if you oh, you always go with the Oklahoma kid. Come on now. No, you're not wrong. Defensive end Cedric Jones, fifth pick in the NFL draft. Actually went to a Super Bowl with the Giants. Unfortunately, did not win that ring, but. You know, I I what's the single ad- game sack record? Oh, it was uh, what was it, like freaking like eight in a game or something crazy. Like <laughs> Good for him. I need I need to look it up. But like it's uh, I need to look relook it up. But it is incredible. Uh, but yeah, Cedric Jones. My goodness, that man was on fire. That's also uh, their jerseys were different. They uh, I don't think they had the pants. I don't think they had the stripes on the pants. And I think they had shoulder pad stripes still. Um, it was a very, very weird couple of years in the late, was it the nineties? Yeah. Yeah. Mid nineties. Mm-hmm. So before making money was cool, sticking around in college. That's what you gotta do. You know, it's what, it's what happens. Yeah. It's what happens. So, so is now, is it now Chisholm's board? Oh God, don't tell me that. Is it really? Yes. I think it's Jack's. Is it Jack's? Say. Okay. That's right. Alan, yeah. you chose, you chose stats. I'll go all Americans for two. All Americans for two. This tight end won a national title and was a unanimous national All-American in back-to-back seasons before a stint in the NFL with the Eagles, Dolphins, Packers. Is indeed Keith Jackson, who actually commentated on Oklahoma's spring game and said players' names wrong several times, but it's okay. (laughs) Until they earn their spot on the field, I'm fine with it, Keith. So uh, keep on keeping on, brother. And so that means Jack... We have two remaining selections left. We have all Americans for three and Alan's favorite, not random, but for 500. <laughs> um, Jack, which one are you picking? I'll go 300. All Americans. Right. This season slash year saw the most all Americans for Sooners at eight. This not, it is not necessarily unanimous and, or um, all unanimous and, or all, um, uh, consensus excuse me thank you so is keep that it, in mind uh, is it 2008 it is not 2008 
Chisholm, uh, would you like to take, take a stab at this one? Uh, no, I'm going to let Alan try to steal so you can get a, above zero. <laughs> oh, well, thank fair, you. I fair enough. It. Fair enough. Yeah. Someone's um, got to be. I'm not going to beat Steven here. So some, one of us, <laughs> one of the two of us need to beat Steven. All right. All right. I will say 2003. Unfortunately, it's not 2003. Uh, so it's 2074. Oh Four. Oh, wow. Rod Schote. That man would clothesline you over the middle of the field the selman brothers tinker owens john roush randy hughes kyle davis and joe washington you got them silver shoes gave me some silver shoes and so alan well it's I'll your see. favorite number i think it's chisholm's it's chisholm <laughs> yeah. it's about to be alan's it's, it's about, about, to be, <laughs> yeah, about to be alan's, about to be alan's. <laughs> brand number 500 what year did Oklahoma officially adopt the nickname Sooners? Because well, obviously they started playing football before 1900. So we can start there, right? Sure. This is before the land run. Sure. Uh, so I assume this came after the land run. Surely that makes sense, right? I know Maybe. I got the, the history stuff way wrong for no reason last year. So was this that. two questions in one? Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a, you choose one of the two. Oh, okay. Oh, I get the, uh, the option here. Yeah. First off, if you can name the year, that'd be amazing. Uh, Jack, if you can name the year, I never want to talk to you again. Um, I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to know. Uh, I'm going to say like, uh, I don't know. I said 1917 for the last one. I'll say 1917 again. All right. That's unfortunate for Chisholm, yeah. who is now at negative 2,700. But, you know. Breaking records, baby. It's okay. You know, that's exactly right. You know, the, the only... The only I got way to go. Skills. That's all that counts. The only way to go now is up from here because there's no many. There's there's not any more on the board, so we're good. Right, Alan? Would you like to steal? Nineteen oh two. That would be incorrect. <laughs> Jack, would you like to steal? I'll do the nicknames. Yeah. Um, one is the Rough Riders, and the other, I I think the other is the Boomers. I want to say. It is. Wow. Oh, wait, go. no, wait, 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 wait. Did somebody say 1908? No. Okay. No. I, for some reason, in my head, I had 1906. Yeah, it was 1908. Oklahoma officially adopted the name the Sooners, and it was the Rough Riders, hence the homage to the Rough Rider uniforms and the Boomers. I mean, that kind of makes sense as far as Boomer Sooner for being, uh, you know, you know consider it i mean nebraska had the bug eaters um so there there's that so it could have been could have been worse so our, our final tally is jack at 1100 steven <laughs> who lost power today because of the storms who had to go to you know you know to the store to get food because his microwave was not working at zero steven finished zero uh but in second place with the silver medal alan at negative 1400 but third place bronze medal and Chisholm, we're just having let's a hope my time. son never Googles this one day. Let's hope this he, isn't. He won't. He won't. Yeah. He won't. He won't Google it. He'll he'll just be happy to have you there uh, at negative twenty seven hundred. <laughs> but hey, you know, like you said, we're breaking barriers. Okay, we're breaking down boundaries. And so, with that said, I will indeed relinquish control of this board to now. Look, it's just us four instead of a big board. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk about, just really briefly, uh, just because I know we're at, at an hour. 
Patty Gasso squad. Super interesting uh, to look at this team in particular because today we saw two kinds of performances uh, between Oklahoma and the team that they're about to face this uh, uh, coming tomorrow, Saturday, and Tennessee. Tennessee puts 10 runs on the board, 10 to 5 against Alabama. Oklahoma against a freshman pitcher, albeit freshman of the year, uh, incredible pitcher uh, from Stanford. They get some, they get Riley Boone on base uh, after they get Haley Lee, I believe. And Jada Coleman comes in clutch and with a double, I believe. They win 2 nothing. Jordy Ball pitches all, nine, uh, all seven innings, excuse me. And so it's a 2 nothing shutout. So completely different styles of games. How do we feel? And Alan, I'm going to come to you. How do we feel about this squad going into that Tennessee game, knowing that Tennessee has a lot of, I suppose, um, momentum on their side, whereas Oklahoma, do we feel like they have that pressure of, you won two years in a row. You're on a, this many game winning streak. This game's in Oklahoma City. Do you think they feel that? Or do you think Oklahoma is kind of just like even kill like Patty Gasso? What are we thinking about this this week, this this game? Uh well, uh, you know, I didn't even know about Tennessee, uh Tennessee score, but uh they it's from what I've gathered, uh, you know, leading up to this, they that is uh, one team that everyone identified as kind of the you know probably preeminent challenger to the Sooners, the yep. Sooners or Sooners to win. Um, I I still like uh, Oklahoma's uh, overall talent and uh, the ability to beat you in many different ways. Um, and uh, you know pressure wise, I mean, I'm sure that there is some right, but you know, I mean, this is a team that has you know uh, you know dropped games last year in the World Series sure. or what have you and come back so. No, I think that uh, I think that OU will be uh, just fine tomorrow. And speaking of just fine, I mean, Chisholm, I'm coming to you with this one. Did Jada Coleman get robbed of Player of the Year? Uh, no, their team was too good. Uh, Jada Coleman was like one of the best players in the country. There's no doubt they just didn't play enough innings. Like they, the Player of the Year thing is just a statistic thing, and then you know the two way element of the pitching as well. Uh, so no, I mean, I don't think she got robbed. Um, it kind of comes with the territory when you play at Oklahoma, like you have to be unbelievable to win player of the year because your team is so good. So everyone's just going to say, yeah, she's great, but she's also playing on a great team. Like it just, when girls commit to OU, they know that kind of comes with it. So I don't think she got robbed. Um, but she's got, I mean, she's been clutch. She's been the person who showed up big in obviously today's game against, uh, Stanford. And then you turn around and then she was huge against Clemson as well. And I mean, they've had their two closest games of the season and back-to-back, you know, outings. So you can look at that as a good thing, uh, you know, as far as they haven't had a ton of those. They had a couple, they had one against Oklahoma State and one against Texas sure. earlier this year, and they came through into those, obviously. Um, but it's so like, hey, look, this team can play through adversity. It doesn't have to be a run rule for them to win. Or you can look at it like, oh, they played their two closest games of the year uh, when they mattered the most. Is this team declining? You know, just you know, how your viewpoint is. They were molded in these moments, uh, especially the the uh, the the scene, the seniority of this team, not even the young guns. It's, it's wild to think that Jada Coleman not that long ago was just a freshman making plays. And now she is the face uh, from the she is the face of this program, which is intriguing to think of. And I'm, Chisholm, I'm still coming back to you on this question. Do you feel like that? 
Billy Bowman feels some type of way when they're walking together and people ask for Jada Coleman's signature and say it was nice to meet you to her boyfriend? I mean, yeah. There, there's no doubt about it that people are way more excited to see Jada Coleman than Billy Bowman. Come on now. It's not close. Jada's, I mean, one of the I've best got, I've got her jersey hanging up in my closet. Do I have a Billy Bowman jersey? Uh, oh, jealous, yeah. Jealous of the jersey. That's cool. That's I, cool. Wore, I wear it to the gym all the time. It's great. It's great fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Billy, you know, if anything, it's motivation, right? Like, oh, man, one day I want to have the impact on campus that uh, Jada has. You know, that's what he's got to shoot for. It's incredible. She's on so many T-shirts. And, and Jack, do you think this team, I'm not going to say has the capability because they certainly do. Do you think this team actually wins a third consecutive national title three-peat under Patty Gasso? Yes, because they've point. said, I mean, like, if, if yeah. that Clemson performance wasn't enough proof for you that they're unflappable, if that Bedlam performance wasn't enough proof for you that they're unflappable, if that comeback against Texas wasn't proof that they're unflappable, I don't know what to tell you at this point. And they're playing in front of their home crowd. They've been in this situation before. Their backs have been against the wall before. Um, how could you pick anyone else at this point? Yeah. It seems imminent. Um I mean that that second game against Clemson, I was I was just hanging out in the podcast room, just watching on the TV, mounted on the wall, just like kind of like with my arms crossed and thinking, one out, okay, whatever. Jade, yeah, I was like, Jade, Jade is out, cool. Two outs, oh, even even better. That's 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 that that's not great. And then Riley, you know, Riley Boone's already on base. You know, she gets sacked flight out or something like that. And Kinsey Hansen steps up, and I was like, I don't know. I might not turn off the TV. I might just actually watch this one because she's been clutch, especially this year after the last, especially after the last year she's had. Kinsey Hansen has really, really had a resurgence this year. And um, man, what a moment for her to knock that out of the park, especially in that Clemson game. But like you guys mentioned, Bedlam, I mean, OSU, they're a force. They've been kind of cleaning them stuff, cleaning stuff up. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially as of late, which they needed to do because they played so well at the beginning of the season. They got a little bit sloppy at the end of the season. Uh, Bedlam sweep. Ten, uh, they saw against Texas, like you guys mentioned. Oklahoma has shown they've been molded in these big moments, especially at the College World Series uh, the past couple of years, uh, the past however, decade, really, under Patty Gasso. I think there's a shot, and I think they have a definite shot because it's not one single game elimination. I'd be I would hate to I would be hate to be the team that if Oklahoma loses a game to face the Sooners in the losers bracket. I would hate to be that team because you know what's coming to you and you just lost the game and now you got to go play another team that lost and that, that's just horrifying to me. But anyways, that's all I've got for the evening. You, you guys got anything else? Jack's Jack muted. muted, but yeah, uh, I imagine he said. I mean, I'll just I'll gloat in my victory here. I mean, I'll, hey, as, I'll, you, yeah, should. as I'll, you should, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Y'all know what happened. We've got plenty of witnesses. <laughs> Y'all uh, know what happened around these parts. Next next time we're doing two uh, thousands punk rock alternative trivia, and I'll crush. Um, <laughs> I I would uh, so far as softball front, Oklahoma's been a blast. Enjoy them. Florida State's playing great. Oklahoma State's playing great. Tennessee's playing great, and they're likely going to be all three of those teams at some point. Yeah. Just how the how the bracket's set up. Uh, and all three of those teams are playing better now than they have any other point in the year. So it, it'll be an interesting finish. Softball's sure. had a ton of parity. I mean, UCLA was the number two dead, dead to rights in the country, and they lost in their regional. 
right? So softball's been all over the place. Uh, so don't just assume Oklahoma fans. You got to watch the games. You got to support. You never know. You never know. It is. It is indeed true. Um, it is a tough road. It's it's super tough. Like you mentioned, I mean, Oklahoma State again. They're turning the tide of on their season at the very right moment. Of course, Oklahoma has three, two, like two aces in Starocko in Jordy Ball. They're the number mm-hmm. one defense along with anything else. If you give them anything, they could take an inch a mile, but so can these other teams uh, with their pitching staffs as well, as well as, as well as their hitting ability. So with all that said, thank you everybody for tuning in uh, just for our game of jeopardy uh, that I just like threw together and had bad grammar on. And you guys can follow us uh, on a lot of things. You guys can follow Jack at J Larry shields or most commonly at CC machine at crimson and machine.com. You can follow Chisholm uh, at, at Chisholm Holland. Pretty simple at fran- at the franchise. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on there on the radio waves. Uh, you can follow me a- at K underscore Moravian. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll come up with the podcast next week and check you guys later.